to episode number 23 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Dee, and my co-hosts are Les and Lenore. Tonight, we're talking about time management, but first, let's talk about what we're drinking. So, I am sipping on one of my favorite beverages ever, um, a blood orange San Pellegrino. Mmm. I like so those, good. too. So good. Those um, are really nice. Gina bought like a case of them at BJ's um, and I've been drinking a lot of them. Um, and then I'm writing with a Tombow Mono HB in a pen and gear notebook. Um, I was doing a lot of schoolwork this morning, so that's what I've been writing with. Um, what about you, Lenore? I am actually drinking water right now because my focus has not been great lately. <laughs> <laughs> So it's great that we're having this conversation today. And um, I'm actually writing with a uh, the refillable Pilot V5 that mm-hmm. has a replaceable cartridge. Cool. And uh, I like these. You know, I've, I've been, I've said before, I, I graded with the, the regular Pilot V5s for, you know, years. And several boxes of green, you know, a dozen green. And you have to order them online because if you want green in the stores, you have to buy the whole set of 12 colors or eight colors or whatever. So, um, I would buy those two dozen at a time so that shipping wasn't more expensive than the box of pens, (laughs) (laughs) but then they came out with the refillable one. And then I got into fountain pens anyway. And the refillable one, actually the ink in it is significantly darker than Hmm. it's not the same ink that's in the non-refillable ones. It's a little bit darker and it doesn't pop as much on the page. So, you know, I got it and I have some refills for it, but it's not as good for grading as the other ones. I don't love it as much. So for grading, I've mostly been using that um, apple green Lamy Safari with the uh, Ackerman green ink in it. And that's my that's my default. And I love it. So this is what I'm doing today. So how about you, Les? (laughs) I am uh, sipping a cappuccino that I made here at home. With made it with Intelligentsia's Black Cat Espresso, which is really mm. really nice if you enjoy a really smooth espresso. Um, so that that's been making me happy. And I but I had to make espresso because I ran out of regular coffee, which is kind of mind blowing. But Chris and I decided to have a really quiet stay-at-home day yesterday. And normally we would go out and go to the cafe, and we're like, you know what? Today is just a good day for staying home. So after my nice quiet day in, um, I didn't make it to the coffee shop to buy some more coffee. Anyway, I am writing with a Nataraj Pop in my podcasting Baron Fig train of thought, um, which, you know, I'm slowly making my way through. I have, I have a separate podcasting notebook for each, each podcast. Um, so yeah. So what's exciting, D? Um, quite a few things, actually. Um, <clears throat> I cleaned up my data and I ran some preliminary statistics and I'm finding significant interactions, which in the statistical world is amazing. Mm-hmm. Not many people are lucky enough to have that. So that's been great, although it's quite daunting now because I'm asking more and more questions that I didn't initially ask. So now I, I'm overwhelmed with answers to questions I had, don't have yet if that makes sense um so i gotta kind of rein it in and just work on what i I initially planned on answering first and then going out there but i i did find a lot of interesting things out which is good which makes me feel better about eventually publishing 
um, this paper. Hmm. Um, I've been planning a vacation to Florida during spring break this uh, semester. I decided that I would like to go somewhere warm because it sucks here. <laughs> um, it's been so bad in Massachusetts. Um, although we had like 70 degrees last week. I don't know how it was by you last, but it, it was, was hot here. Yeah, it was like 70, 75 degrees in my backyard. It was bizarre. It was amazing. So um, we're actually driving to Florida for a couple of reasons. One, this was kind of a last minute decision. So to fly would be very expensive. Also, if you know my wife, you know that she packs a lot of things, so <laughs> it would add to the price of flying, and it's just something about, you know, if you have a car that can make it, I mean, driving is kind of ideal in the sense that you can pack as much as you need, and um, it's kind of going to be fun, because driving from Massachusetts down to Florida, there's a lot to see. Mm-hmm. I uh, want you to look at the map and see if you can, like, plot a route that comes down through Louisville. You know what's funny? We were actually going to go to Nashville at first. Which would have taken you through Louisville. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I have family in Florida, so we're not paying to stay. That was the other Oh, uh, well, okay. Fair enough. So, yeah. So, um, I would put you up. <laughs> for eight days. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I meant on the way to see your family, but yeah, yeah. I'm not sure you would like that. <laughs> no. So, yeah. That's great. Um, so, yeah. So, we're going to drive halfway get a cheap hotel and then drive the other half so it's a two-day trip each way but it'll be fun um and then i can't talk about it but i'm really excited about a baron fig product that um is going to be coming out and i think it's the first week of march less um you know i didn't look all that closely at it because i'm so behind on my reviews Uh, um but yeah i think you're right i think it's the first week of march yeah so it's it's cool. I'm excited. It's something I've been wanting for a while. So I will be reviewing that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it for me. What about you, Lenore? What's exciting in your world? Well, I, um, so I've been using this, um, I don't, I'm not going to even pretend like I can pronounce Dutch names, but I've been using this beautiful Ackerman ink, um, kind of pale green, uh, that I've been, that's been my go-to for grading. And I can't remember how I bought it. Somebody, you know, somebody recommended it in the group. Um, I think it was actually Toffer recommended it. And I must have just gone through whatever vendor on eBay or whatever, and I got a bottle of it. But, of course, it's hard to get their inks in the U.S. And so I was on the website for the company, and they had all these beautiful inks. And then it turns out it's basically the same to ship one bottle as to ship five. Like up to five bottles is this flat shipping fee. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I got five bottles. I mean, right, why not? <laughs> right. And so um, so those came the other day and they required an adult signature. So I actually had to go to the <laughs> post office because you know, we're not home when they drop. So I had to go to the post office and pick it up. And um, so I haven't gotten to play with those yet. They've just been in my car the last couple of days until I got back to school so that I can play with them. So hopefully this week I'm going to get to do some um, some ink tests on those. And um, and it's completely stupid because, you know, I got I got this bottle of uh, this box of I mean, I've basically got a half liter of ink in there. <laughs> and, you know, like, I'm going to be leaving those to my grandchildren if I ever have <laughs> grandchildren, because I'm not going to use up all that ink. So, but they're really beautiful colors. So, I, you know, I've been trying to, like, write more and 
and really use my pens and especially the ones that I've converted to dropper fill so that I don't have to go through cartridges or, you know, that I'm carrying more ink at once. So that's, that's kind of been my thing lately. And I've got, I just got the train of thought from Baron Fig. I've got a few Baron Fig um, notebooks that I ordered last week that I haven't gotten to play in yet. So I've got some rearranging to do out with the old and with the new. How about you, Les? I have jury duty coming up. Which is yeah. really not that exciting. Um, normally, I am all gung-ho for serving jury duty. Um, the only reason I'm not this year is because my job is kind of in flux. I have a new boss. My old boss retired. I have this new boss. Um, it's also the week that one of my coworkers goes on vacation. And usually, when one of my coworkers goes on vacation, I get all kinds of extra hours. Um, and I kind of need that cash right now. And here in Massachusetts, you get 50 bucks for the first day. And I think that it's different for the other days, but you get like some pittance of pay, which is not at all close to what I normally get in pay if people show up for their appointments. Um, so I'm not excited about serving jury duty, and I normally would be. And I feel bad about not being excited to serve. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't really feel like doing the drive out to the courthouse, which is an hour and 20 minutes away from me. Oh, Lord. The last time I served, it was like, literally, I went to the courthouse over the bridge from my house. So it was like a five-minute drive. I got parking for the day, and it was nothing. It was like, so I had why a, is I had it a so fabulous... far? Um, because you can get called for anywhere in your surrounding county. Um, but I think that this courthouse is actually not in my same county. Like, I think yeah, it's in the next county insane. over. Yeah, it's... It doesn't seem like a good use of... Well, I think that you get you can get called f for, like, an hour and a half, up to an hour and a half drive. But I have to be Ugh. there I have to be there at 8.30 in the morning. I don't work until 10 o'clock because I'm not a morning person. And no, I don't, that's awful. And I don't think they let us bring coffee into the courthouse. So, yeah, it's going to be brutal. It's uh, just not fun. Anyway... Um, other than that, you know, I haven't been online very much recently. I've been taking kind of a, um, sabbatical from social media, but not so much. Like I have a little contact on social media, mostly through Twitter where I'm, uh, doing my afternoon story hour of funny and sad stories about being gay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've been enjoying those. Have you? I'm glad yes. someone is. Actually, I've been getting a lot of really good feedback about them. Like a lot of, I get a lot of private messages and people like, oh my God, I can so relate or, oh my God, I'm so sorry that happened. Um, yeah. Cause like, I, you know, I have some distance from these things now. And so, so like I look at them with a sense of humor, but yeah, uh, I got to get back to this and I've, this is, um, I've been offline so much and, and kind of obsessed with work a little bit lately. And I've been, I'm really behind on a lot of things, so yeah. I'm looking forward to this. Well, like, yeah. the other side is, like, ever since I got sick, so, what was it, in the middle of January, I had bronchitis, and, like, for a week and a half, I all I did was sleep and n sort of half-watch TV um, and try and read, because that's what I really wanted to be doing. I'm like, if I'm laying on the couch in front of the fireplace, I want to be reading, not watching TV. Um, but ever since then, I've had, like, no energy. I'm just yeah. exhausted. And I know, like, I've had, I've been tested for pneumonia. I don't have pneumonia. I'm just recovering still. And I'll, like, when I come home from work, all I want to do is sleep. 
or and or or like I don't have enough energy to do a lot of the stuff I would normally do. So I'm coming home, I'm I'm laying on the couch and I'm reading. I can actually read now, but like it's been like a month and I'm like, when am I gonna feel normal again? And like in part, I'm like, am I depressed? And I'm like, I'm not. I don't feel depressed. I'm happy. I have full range of emotion. I'm not. I you know my affect is good. <laughs> like I'm just exhausted. Like and so I'm just. Uh, like I've been drinking so much coffee to try and like keep like keep doing the stuff that I enjoy doing, but like it's so hard to be reco- in recovery from a physical illness. And I've never yeah, had and bronchitis. Body's got to rebuild, I and mean, it's got to. It, there's cells that got damaged, and part of what your immune system has to do when you're sick is go and kill off your cells that are infected. Yeah. All right. So tonight's main topic is time management something all of us um, need in our lives. I decided to break up the topic tonight into two subcategories. First, the tools that we use, and then the habits we have. Um, because I think that that those two things kind of work together, but I would like to break them up to, to kind of keep things a little bit neat and clean. So I think we'll start with the tools we use. I'll go first, since I've been thinking about this all week, and I have quite the list of things that either I've used before or that I'm going to, or I'd like to use. So before I get to that though, I think one of the issues that I have with time management is that I feel that there's never enough time in the world. (laughs) Um, I feel like, you know, I write down all the things that I have to do and then become like completely stressed out about the fact that there isn't humanly enough time to do all of those things. So for me, I just, I really need to get a handle on how to be more organized and how to not get so stressed out because it's kind of like this horrible feedback loop of like, I got things to do. Let me write them down. Oh my God, I have all these things to do and I'm really stressed out, (laughs) you know? Oh, to relieve the stress, I got things to do and I need to write them down. So it's just this constant loop. And and so I'm trying to think of ways to kind of get out of that mode. Um, So some of the things that, that I've used recently that have helped a little bit are little notepads. So I I make lists. That's just how I live my life. My life is a list. So I was using field notes and that worked good enough, but I mean, it's, it's not really for what I wanted to do. It really wasn't working because you can't remove the pages from a field notes notebook without like you can remove them, but you can't put them back in. So I found this little notepad by Lihit Lab. I don't know if you guys have heard of Lit Hit Labs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's this tiny little three by five-ish size notepad. It's a graph paper and the, it's modular. So you can open up the little rings on the top and move things around, take things out. And it's just really kind of great because when I have a to-do list, I can remove it. Um, and I'm taking little notes like so when I when I read or whatever, a lot of times I can't like, for example, like one book that I'm reading now, there's no margin space. I can't annotate in the book. So I annotate on small pieces of paper so I can shove them in the book and it's not so clunky. Mm. So this allows me to kind of move things around and I like it. Um, I also like the saying that's on the front of the notebook, um, which it, is it's totally like Japanese English. Um, it says aqua drops twinkle aqua drops jumped into your life and file <laughs> like <laughs> what I, I don't know uh, wow um, 
Okay, yeah. there must be some idiom there that's not coming through, yeah. right? Twinkle Aqua Drops jumped into your life and file. <laughs> so, okay. um, I don't know. I, I always enjoy those little little sayings. Some of them are really inspirational at times. So, so that works really well for me. And for people that don't want to waste, it's also refillable, which is nice. Because it, it comes with like a hard plastic cover. So you're not throwing away like shells of notebooks or saving them or having to buy a lot of extra stuff. So I've been yeah, using I'm looking that. at the link and I'm I'm digging on this pattern here. So this is this is really cool. Thank you. Dean. I like I like the myriad of colors they come in too. Yeah, the rainbows. Yes. It's I Where's I, the seal? You need to put the seal I, up. I was just here. gonna say. Yes. Um, so that's one thing that I'm actively using and it's really it's made a difference um, for me a little bit. Another thing that I do in addition to making checklists is color coding stuff. Um, it's an easy way for me to like kind of parse through like if I come up with a big long list, I can highlight like school stuff, home life kind of stuff, work or what have you. And I can easily look at the list and just see, oh, I have more school stuff to do than I have home life stuff to do. So um, I've been highlighting my tasks as well as making checkboxes for them. And one of the things that I've said in previous podcasts um, was that my favorite highlighters were the um, Stabilo Bosses. Right. I really love them. Um, well, I have a new favorite, and it's all thanks to Les, actually. Woohoo! <laughs> the Platinum Preppy uh, highlighters are amazing. Like... They're just perfect. Like I, mm. I, I like that they're refillable. That's a huge bonus. And I like that you can not only refill them, but you can replace the tips of the highlighter pens. Yeah. And all the refills and the tips and everything are super cheap. The highlighters themselves are cheap. The only drawback to them is I find that I'm going through refills pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, can they drop or fill like the Pilot Preppy fountain they, pens? They can. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like. For example, my yellow one lasted like two weeks of regular highlighting. Um, that's reading text, like hundreds of pages of text a week. You know, so, I mean, two weeks is a pretty long time, but I've I've never gone through highlighters as fast. But the fact that it's refillable is kind of a, you know, yeah. it's, it's not a big deal then. And I just like that they're comfortable to hold. Mm. The Stabilo Bosses are great, but I always had this like awkward hand grip with them because they're flat. And rectangular, where the preppies are just like a pen. Right. If you eyedropper them, the body huh? of the pen holds about three cartridges worth of ink. Okay. So... Yeah, because this is what I've been... Uh, one of my favorite pens lately has been a platinum preppy with just the silicone grease on the threads and the whole body just filled with a pretty blue ink. Hmm. And I, I just love it. And I've, I'm amazed at how much ink I've gone through, actually using it all the time and not being worried about whether the cartridge was going to run out. Now, so with the the highlighter ink then, how would I get the highlighter ink from the refill cartridge to the body of the pen? You buy a bottle with an eyedropper on it. Do they sell the highlighter ink? They do. I'm looking for it now. So the best, and uh, so oh, I, I, I hesitate to recommend this ink, but the best highlighter ink that responds the same way or similarly to mm -hmm. regular highlighter ink is Noodler's Year of the Golden Pig. That mm. said, there are a number of other brands that do have highlighter inks that a lot of people res like really like, but the best out there is that Noodler's ink. 
So, and what's the best about it? Is it the color saturation? Is it the fluorescence of it? What's... It's it's fluorescent. It has great color saturation. It really pops off the page. Whereas a lot of yellow inks, I find they're either too pale or too orange, or they they're not actually fluorescent. So a lot of the like the highlighter inks that you get for fountain pens don't have that fluorescent quality. Whereas the Noodler's highlighter ink does but he also has several different types of highlighter ink so he's got the um he's got the year of the golden pig and then he's got the other version of it um which is called firefly i think yeah i think i've Uh, seen the firefly one so what i found actually was i needed to buy a bottle of the year of the golden pig and a bottle of the firefly and mix them 50 50 because that gave me the best flow because the year of the golden pig has a tendency to dry out. So yeah. Anyway, like it's like, I don't know. Buying highlighter ink in a bottle is kind of a pain in the butt because it's not as fluorescent as the cartridges that platinum preppy sells. So, Mm -hmm. well, that's what I like about it. Yeah. yeah. I like how fluorescent, I mean, maybe I'll play around. I mean, I'll give you a vial the next time I see you. I'll give you a vial of the mix of the Year of the Golden Pig and the Firefly, and you can see how you like okay. it. Yeah, because I the four and a half ounce bottle is twenty four dollars, and I don't want to make an investment like that. Yeah, well, it's it ends up being worth it because there are what ninety milliliters of ink in that, and mm-hmm. each cartridge is point seven five milliliters. You don't even get a full milliliter yeah. in a cartridge, so. Yeah. It really ends up paying for itself if you think about mm-hmm. it, like because you you're gonna be refilling that pen so many times. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, no, I'd like to try it sometime because I never really thought of the fact that it was able to be used without the cartridge. So yeah, so those those highlighters have been really good for me, and I like how vibrant they are. I think that's what really kind of put me over the edge with how much I love them because you know me and neon. Right? Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm perpetually stuck in the 90s. Other than those two tools that I've been using lately, there's a couple things that have caught my eye in my search to remain completely organized. Um, One is something brand new I just actually noticed today on CW Pencil's website. It is a module notepad by, I'm probably going to butcher this, by Papier Tigre. It's a Paris-based stationery company. Hmm. Um, Ooh, it's pretty. Yeah, it reminds me again of like that late 80s, 90s. It gives me that vibe with those colors. I had Um, a coat with that pattern. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I like that it's so functional. Um, You know, it has a spot for date and name of the whatever you're working on. It's even labeled with emojis, which I think is funny. Um, but I, I just like the layout. I don't know. I, I think a lot for me is not, it's, it's kind of counterintuitive because I, I like the way something looks over sometimes its functionality, which then helps me exploit its functionality, if that makes sense. Sure. Well, I mean, as long as it still works, right? I mean, if you're, if yeah. you're taking looks over functionality, that's one thing, but yeah, if you can get the whole package, it's perfect. So, yeah, I don't know. I just I like this notepad and I like that it's like a legal pad in the sense that, like, it's something I can have on my desk and have notes on it. And it's just always there. OK, um, so how are you using these colored areas like the OK, so I'm looking at it right now and it has a blue block of graph at the top left mm-hmm. and a white block of graph at the top center. 
uh, uh, red and pink down the left side margin and green, two colors of green down the right side margin. Yeah, I envision myself if I if I ever used this, I would envision myself kind of see how like in the center of the pad, there's a like a, a column that's gray, a grayed out column. Yeah, yeah. that's subtle. But um, yeah, I would kind of use that as like tasks, you know, my task yeah. area. And then um, the the white area would be for like notes. Right. You know, and that kind of stuff. I don't know. I don't even know how I'd use it. I just like it. <laughs> like, yeah, um, I just sixteen dollars is a lot for a notepad, though. Yeah. Um, right. Well, but if you loved it, then you would find a different source of it. Probably if you were going to make this a default, like you wouldn't be. Correct. Correct. Pulling out a, you know, that's one of the great things about CW pencils is that they sort of curate things. They make them available. You know, you are paying, you are paying for that in, <laughs> in the cost of the item. But then if it's something that you love, you can hunt for a cheaper price for it. Yes. Um, so no, I don't. I don't know. I mean, maybe next time I order from CW, I'll throw it in my cart or something. I don't know. So another thing that was kind of on my radar, actually, I noticed the last time I ordered from JetPens, was the Kokoyo Jibon Teco Life. There, it's a line of Teco planners, and the cost is a lot better than the Hobonichi stuff, but it has quite a quite a bit of similarities to the the Hobonichi. Um, let me open it up here. So, okay. So this life here, is this the same life as the like life notepads, uh, that they, I picked up a couple of, of notepads that I've actually used for like stationary paper. Uh, I think I picked, I picked them up at Hester and Cook actually, and they were, life was the brand. Is that going to be the same so. brand? Okay. 100 wishes list. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, some of the stuff is kind of lame. All right, so yeah, so it has a couple little sections. It has spots for what look like checklists, your 100 wishes, your life's dream, a spot for a personal motto, your life plan, you know, and the usual anniversaries and birthdays and stuff like that. But there's this interesting page that it looks like a flowchart diagram. That's what I'm stuck on right now. That's what I'm staring at. I don't know. Like, it, it's interesting to me, and I, I don't understand what it could be used for um but this is just something i mean it's ten dollars it's kind of quirky obviously i wouldn't use it as like a daily thing it's more of like a keep all you know for for information that would be helpful because I, I like to do things analog as opposed to digital and like putting people's like birthdays into my phone isn't as exciting as writing them down into a little book like remember the days of like an address book like mm -hmm. your little yeah. black book you mean like the one i still have and use all the time I still yes. have mine, but I don't use it all the time. I uh, use mine. You know, so, and there's various accessories for these notebooks. Oh, it's a family tree. Oh, well, that would suck because I don't really care about that. <laughs> <laughs> Find something else to use it for. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of like one of those things. It's like your life's information. And then um, the uh, idea notebook, which I could see myself using a lot more, is... Uh, graph paper, just a, a notebook with graph paper with like special margins and little, it's actually kind of cool in the upper right corner. There's like a larger square that I guess you can number the page or, or put, you know, annotations of what kind of thing you're writing about or what have you. So, yeah, so that's another thing that I might add to my life. And finally, this is just pure aesthetics. I was, I was drawn to this was a notepad that is 
just it's called the task pad it's like reporter notebook style um it's by iron curtain press it's actually really really pretty it's like a a a pretty pink and it's very simple inside just has lines with check boxes before them so you don't have to draw them the paper's two-sided which is nice too so but yeah i mean i i don't know i often get stuck on the fact that I want all these tools to be organized, but are the tools that I'm using to be organized kind of taking away from my time management? You know what I mean? Am I injecting more time into the time management part? Well, I think you have to, yeah, I think that in, to a certain point, you're getting lost in the possibility of all of these tools rather than, rather than looking at what actually works for you now. Mm -hmm. Like I went through a phase when I was first, so back, back when I had my corporate job, I went through this phase of like, like trying all of the things like getting things done, all of the other like, you know, time management type of books and reading about all of the stuff, going to all the websites, the 43 folders, all of that. And what I found really worked for me in my, in that job was something really basic. I had a legal pad that I sat on my desk and literally the first thing that I would do in the morning as I would sit down and I would think about all of the crap I had to do that day. And I would just Mm -hmm. start making a list. And so I would sit down, I would make the list for that day. And then I would order it by like, Mm -hmm. what is most important? What are the fires that I have to put out that day? What is the triage? And so I would Mm -hmm. number it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And then if there was anything outside of the top 10 things that I could do because some of it was like okay like I need to answer that email from the jerk from corporate (laughs) I need to check and make sure that the time clock got updated last night those tasks Mm -hmm. take like five seconds so Mm -hmm. I knew that they're like probably my first five tasks of the day were going to take me maybe a half hour to do and then the rest of it was like okay what can I get done most quickly and what, what's going to take me the longest. And all of the stuff that could be done quickly, I got done. Um, and then at the end of the day, I would make a short list of the stuff that, and I would, I would flip the page and I would say, okay, the, the things that I needed to do that I didn't get done this day, and I would transfer them to the next page. Okay. And so that worked really well for that job, but it was also super basic. It was sitting down with a pen and a legal pad every day and what worked for me was actually sitting down every day the first thing i did other than get my cup of coffee and say (laughs) hi to my boss was i would sit down at my desk and i would do that brainstorm of like what what do i need to do today now my job now is a little different you know what i mean like so like i go into work i get my cup of coffee ready i show up 15 minutes early just so you know People don't think I'm stealing money off the man. Um, (laughs) So I get, I get into work 15 minutes early, I get my cup of coffee. Then I check in with my boss, but I have to wait for a clinical. So we have a clinical meeting um, that takes place at 10 o'clock every morning. And the clinical meeting takes 10 minutes. It's like, okay, this client's having this issue. This client's having this issue. This client's having this issue. This client needs Mm -hmm. to see the prescriber, this and all of the other things. And then we talk about, and literally it takes like two minutes. Okay. These, this is what the clients are looking for today. So they're looking for anxiety management. They're looking for depression, symptom management and things like that. And then based off of that, we do our groups or we do our individual sessions. Mm -hmm. So I don't have like for work a day to day task list, unless 
I've been set upon the insurance companies and I have to call, you know, I'll know, okay, if I need to call Blue Cross Blue Shield, I'm going to group all of the Blue Cross Blue Shield clients together into one lump. Um, if I have to call Tufts, I'm going to group all of those clients into one. So like if I call Tufts, I can do clinical review on four people at a time if I want. If I call Blue, Block, Blue Cross Blue Shield, they make me do, they make me do one at a time and I have to call in for each one. They won't review. They won't review concurrently. It's such a pain in the butt. Oh, yeah. God. So for every client, I spend an additional fifteen minutes on the phone waiting to be picked up by a clinician reviewer. So annoying. Um, but anyway, that's beside the point. So like my work is very different from what it used to be because I'm not as I'm not the boss, so I'm not as self motivated as I was. Mm -hmm. Not motivated isn't self directed as I was before. Um, does that make sense? Yes. Like a lot of my duties are coming from higher ups instead of me saying, okay, I'm going to do this, that, or the other thing. Whereas like in my outpatient, like I know exactly what clients are coming in at what time. So for outpatient work, I have my Baron Fig planner and I know, okay, at three o'clock, Joe Schmo is coming in at four o'clock, Jane Schmo is coming in at, you know, six, five o'clock, so on and so forth. Like, I know which clients are coming in at what time, and that doesn't change unless they don't show up. Um, but then my time management tools come in when I'm on my own, like my side hustle, like doing this podcast, yeah. like doing but between the folds, like doing like all of that. And, yeah. you know, obviously lately that's been kind of shuffled aside because I've been sick, but yeah. Um, you know, I still have those tools in place for when I feel well. And for me, I'm really basic again. Like I, I went the route that you seem to be going D is like, I want to collect all of the things and figure out what works. And for me, basic is what works. Um, so yeah. I use a pocket notebook and for me, I like to have everything together. Like even when I, when I was at my corporate job, I never threw away lists because when I was working corporate, it was also really important to show, oh yeah, I did this on this day okay. because that could always come back to bite me in the butt. Like if my yeah. time clock hadn't been updated and I knew it hadn't been updated, well, that became a, th a task on my list. Email so-and-so about time clock not being updated. How do I put out this fire? <clears throat> oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, like I keep, I want to keep all of that bound together because I'm paranoid from working corporate for so long. Um, mm -hmm. so like I, what I have in my pocket notebook is I have a calendar stamp that I stamp on, I stamp it on facing pages for one month and the next month. Mm -hmm. And then I make a list of personal things like what weddings do I have to go to? What birthdays are coming up and, uh, where do I have to be? Like, do I have doctor's appointments? And then the following page is all about RSVP. It's all about my blog, like what's going up at this day, what's going up on that day, when are we recording, if I know that far enough in advance. Like, so that helps me manage those. Are the, the, I mean, it's a super basic tool. And then when those two pages get filled up, if I haven't finished my notebook, I flip to the next you know, span of pages and do okay. two more stamps and start the whole thing over again. Les, I know we've talked about this before. Where did you get your um, the the calendar stamp and the size that you have? Etsy. I'll post a link. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a really it's there's a um, it, I it's from Japan and I can't remember the name of the shop offhand, but I recommend it all the time. And I'll post a link 
and it's just the perfect size for a pocket notebook. And like you just write in the dates. It's not meant like the calendar stamp itself is not meant for like recording, you know, I'm going to do this on this day or this on that day because it's not big enough. It's just to give me an idea of what days are Monday through Friday and what days are Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. I am um, the, the one of the recent field notes issues that came out had the little year calendar in it. Yep. And I stuck it into my notebook and it's been so great to have mm. that. Just, you know, like you said, for figuring out what day of the week something is. One mm. of my pet peeves is always when somebody sends out an email announcement about something that you're supposed to sign up for and they put the date, but not the day. Yeah. And, you know, as an academic, my schedule is very, very regular in some ways. Like I know that between now and the end of April, if something happens on a Monday or Wednesday afternoon, I cannot do it right. <laughs> because yeah. I am going to be in class. You yeah. know, so if they just put this thing is on Monday, <clears throat> at you know, Monday, this date three weeks from right. now at 2 p.m., I'll be like, OK, I can delete that. I don't have to pay attention to that. Right. Yeah. And I hate it when people don't do that, when they just put a date on, because it means I have to pull out you a calendar look and look it up, which means I don't do it right now, which means it goes into the it goes into the pile of undifferentiated stuff that I have to go deal with. Yeah, I had yeah. my my um, local library gave out little mini bookmarks that had a calendar on them, but they were business card sized. They were, oh, yeah, wow. it was laminated on one side. It had like something banks about the, used to do. Yeah, but it was smaller than what the bank used to give out. So this was like, it was literally a business card that was laminated. It said something about the library on one side and then the other side had a year long calendar on it. It was tiny, but you know, that's I just, awesome. I just kept it clipped inside of my pocket notebook and it was great. I mean, that's the thing. That's all you need for that is, is it needs to be tiny. That's perfect yeah. for that. Yeah. For a long time, I was printing out like a couple of months on, and they were about business cards. I and I was taping it into my um, pocket notebook and I just, I found that the rubber stamp works better. I wanted to go back to this idea of habits. And I think yeah. for me, particularly when I had that regular corporate job and, and when I was in school, having a regular habit of saying, okay, I'm going to sit down at my desk at this time and I'm going to write my list for the day yeah. became ultimately the most important part of my time management because I was I was committing to making a list of things to do for the day and it made it a lot easier for me once I made that commitment and my and it was only a five minute commitment it literally took yeah. me only five minutes to come up with that list of things to do today versus like overthinking it or spending like all day writing down a list for the whole week you know I was just focusing on what's going to happen today what might happen tomorrow, you know, is focusing on that, like really much, very much like one day at a time type thing. Um, and it really helped. It helped me get things done in a way that I hadn't been able to do before. And I think that carried through school because when I thought of things only in terms of what can I get done today? Yeah. It became much easier if I was only focusing on that one day, like for instance, with my, I wish I knew this about myself when I was writing my thesis, because I think it would have helped so much. One of the things I learned during NaNoWriMo, which was a great learning experience for me, was that I could actually do 2,000 to 3,000 words a day if I sat down and did them. 
and it would take about an hour to an hour and a half, depending on where, if I had outlined my work beforehand, if I mm -hmm. had known I could do that, I could have committed to writing a thousand words on my thesis per day. And it would have made my life so much easier. Um, whereas, you know, and I'm I also, now that I know this about myself, I'm very motivated by watching numbers grow on a spreadsheet. <laughs> and I know that's so nerdy. I no, know it's great. No, it's nerdy. But I'm okay with that because, like, so now I have the spreadsheet for my writing, and every day I can pop into that spreadsheet and I can I can say so if I have a thousand, like I want to write a thousand that day. If I beat my target, I'm like I accomplished something today and I feel great. But if I just meet my thousand, that's fine too. But then watching that greater number grow on the spreadsheet because mm -hmm. I have it. It adds up, and then after I hit enter, it updates the master total on the top right of my spreadsheet, and it just makes me super happy, and I've got it in bright colors. It's purple, like the background color is purple, and it's bright neon yellow on top of that purple, all bolded, so I can look at it. Nice. And it's very, like, that's one of those things. Like, if I had known in undergrad, or not undergrad, in my graduate work, that I was motivated by that sort of thing, then... I would have instituted that, you know, that would be something that, okay, yeah. if I write a thousand words on my thesis today, I get, you know, I get to watch the little number grow. Um, and there are a number of um, writing YouTubes where they talk about like, how do you motivate yourself? And um, actually V.E. Schwab has a thing where she writes about, or she doesn't write, she talks about the fact that she's motivated by stickers Okay. And she's assigned certain stickers for certain amounts of words on her novels. Um, so, like, she has star stickers if she hits, like, a th I'm just going to use, like, a thousand words. A thousand words. She has, like, rainbow stickers if she hits, five, like, 500 over or things like that. Like, so every every amount of words that she hits, she has a different sticker that she assigns. And she puts those onto a calendar. And then at the end of the week, if she's met her goals, then she gets a certain sticker. And, you know, if you're sticker motivated or like you want to go out and you want to buy yourself sparkly star stickers or you want to buy yourself rainbow stickers, well, that works great. Yeah, no, I'm definitely a visual person. And I think you're absolutely right, Les. Like you nail it with sitting down and just writing down what you need to do for the day. Because if I look at the way I do lists now, it's more like, okay, today's Monday. Let me plan out my week. Right. And then while I'm doing that, the anxiety is ramping up because I'm realizing of all the shit I got to do. Right. All the stuff I got to do. Well, so, and that doesn't help you. Like making yourself yeah. anxious doesn't help you. It just shuts you down. No. And with the thesis, you know, this th say a thousand word goal, that's about five pages of double space work. Right. Um, you know, so I find with me when I have a goal like that, like today, I'm actually, I have to write a five page paper. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, I've been doing actual, um, it's funny that you brought up word count because on Google Docs, like I've been checking my word count because to me, that's a larger number than like, I wrote four pages. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going by like word count. And so I think what I need to do is something similar to where like I have some kind of tracking system where I can reward myself and then look back and see like, oh, you know, on Monday, Wednesday and Thursday, I like exceeded my writing goals. Like, wow. You know, it sounds so trivial, but it means a lot. It does. And, and being able to look at, so the other side of it 
for me was also being able to look back through that spreadsheet and see the days where I wasn't able to meet my goals. Like I know on Monday, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I am not going to be able to hit a thousand words. I'm just not. I'm at work until seven o'clock at night those days. And I am not the type of person who can come home after work and shift gears into writing um, fiction that easily before I have to go to bed. And the other side of it is also sometimes writing fiction ramps me up. Like I started doing it as a way to relax, but sometimes it like excites me, which it's hard to get off of it and go to bed. Right. And be, yeah. and telling myself, okay, I'm only going to write for an hour tonight because I can is, and then try to go to sleep is not helpful for me. So knowing that no. Monday through Wednesday is not a realistic goal for me to hit a thousand words. What I should do on those days instead is do something more analytic. So like what I do on Monday through Wednesday is I sit down and I edit. Yeah. So I, you know, I print off the, you know, previous chapter and I edit that and then I can go back the day after and I can enter in those edits, but I find that works better for me than trying to force myself to say, okay, Monday through Friday, I'm also going to hit a thousand words because that's just, it makes it stressful for me. So being able to track that through my writing has been so helpful because now I have several months worth of data right? Like I have, I have not just November's data. I also have December and eh, the first week of January before I basically hit pause on everything because I was hacking and coughing too much and <laughs> sleeping. Um, like I have several months worth of data that shows me that because of my work schedule, it affects the rather other stuff. So yeah. also like that, that's like another thing. Good thing about the spreadsheet is if you're analytical and nerdy, like being able to track that sort of information helps you. Yeah, no, and I think that's kind of where I'm at, too. Like, I am analytical, and I, I usually don't have a problem. I think that, that it's not necessarily, like, what kind of tools I use. I think, looking at this from a psychological perspective, um, of course, perhaps there's some avoidance at play here. Well, that, <laughs> um, too. But, you know... I... Um, you know, looking for the right tool, like mm -hmm. instead of just doing it, you know, looking for that right notepad, looking for that right highlighter, looking for this. And then like, if there's always something else like, well, I'm not ready to do this until I have X, Y, Z. Instead of just doing it, I think that, that it's just, I'm avoid, I'm procrastinating. Well, in a way, but you're also like, you're giving in a little bit to that thought of, I want the best tool for the job. So yes. and that's, and you know, it's engaging your analytical nature because I think what you're trying to do, or at least this is what I did in my thesis was I looked for other things to do to engage my brain because I needed to shut off for my thesis because yeah. you're, you're, when I was in grad school, my first thought was always like, I need to work on my thesis today. I need to do this. I need to do yep. that. I need to, I need to go through the data again. I need to comb through this again. I need to crunch those numbers again. And it's yeah. very overwhelming. So sometimes like I found myself like just shutting down. My brain needed to shut yeah. down. And that was really hard because I was like, no, I need to be doing this. I need to be doing this all the time. Like that was my brain was telling me do this all the time. And that's not a healthy way to be. You have to like set aside time 
to take care of yourself. Otherwise, you end up doing what I did, which was just mindlessly flipping through Facebook for an hour. Oh, that's, and then, that's my life. Right yeah. now, that's my life. <laughs> yeah, and then and then you like you, you end up like at the end of the hour, you're like, I just lost an hour of my time to Facebook, and I could have been working on my thesis, and then and then it becomes a whole guilt and shame spiral, and you feel like crap because you should have been working on your thesis. Instead, you wasted an hour of your time on Facebook, and yeah. What do you do? You go on Facebook. You go on Facebook some more to deal with that guilt and shame. So, but like you know, I I think that maybe engaging in your stationary hobby is a little less guilt and shamey than Facebook and you're trying to you're trying to engage your brain in something other than thesis work yeah and, no and, I I think you're right and that's not a bad thing it's just you're distracting yourself because you have to yeah no absolutely so less than I talked a lot Lenore <laughs> <laughs> let's hear from you um if you if you do have specific tools some people just grab whatever's closest to them and use it. Do you? No, how do you, I do. Um, so I've got a couple follow-ups. Um, so the top five list, you know, like the, or, you know, what are the things that I have to get done first thing today um, is huge. And I'm just going to offer kind of an alternative path to that, that I've seen. Um, I, I, um, I like reading articles about productivity because I rarely like would adopt something fully, but there's often a nugget in there mm-hmm. that either uh, sort of me- metacognitively changes how I think about what I'm doing or else, you know, there's something in there that I can use or there's something in there that I kind of use to justify something I'm already doing. So I, all of that can <laughs> happen when I, you know, like I, okay, I could do that, but I actually have a reason for doing this other thing. And now I, you know, now I, what know thyself right um so uh, what a lot of those articles have actually mentioned is instead of sitting down in the morning and doing your top five list for what you've got to get done this morning um blocking off the last 10 minutes before you leave work to write your to-do list for tomorrow like while you're still thinking about what you've been doing today right so the top five list for today becomes the top five list for tomorrow you know, what are the things that you really have to get done the first minute after you, you know, the first the first thing after you walk into work? And then that's already sitting there when you come in. And for me, I haven't been I haven't been super consistent about doing that. Um, but when I do it, it really seems to lessen that spinny brain in the middle of the night where I'm like, oh, crap, I've got this and this and this to do tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. I sort of have debriefed already and written some stuff down and I no longer have the obsession that I've got to remember that I've got to do that first thing tomorrow. Uh, another thing, and one of you touched on this in the last few minutes is making a done list for today. Like, um, so I've got an alarm in my phone and I'm going to talk more about this in a minute, but it's, um, you know, kind of, it, it just says prep for tomorrow and it's set to be 10 minutes before I would normally need to be leaving my office. And, um, you know, so that involves packing up my stuff to go home. You know, sometimes it involves getting myself out of a task that I'm in the middle of, you know, like exiting gracefully so that I'm going to be able to come back and pick up that task. Um, but I want to start building into that, you know, just jotting down a little list of what I got done today because stuff pops up that wasn't on your list, you know, that you have to do. Mm. You know, people ask you for things, <laughs> you know, or you catch an error in something and, you know, and, and fix that. Right. And those are accomplishments. Those are, those are major things. 
And that I think is going to, and this, I, I wish I'd seen it, you know, 15 years ago, because this is one of the ones that I just saw in reading some articles in preparation for getting together with y'all today. Um, but those days that you're like, I feel like I have been doing nothing but working for the last nine hours and I have checked two of the things I really needed to get done today mm. off my list. And yet I was working the whole time, you know, so going ahead and writing that stuff down, which is kind of like your thing about keeping your lists less, right? That, that you had a reference point for how you actually did spend your time. And I've got a couple of friends who are attorneys and one of them has a little app on her phone that she keeps track of her time in six minute increments, you know, 0.1 of an hour when she's working all day. Yeah. And I'm like, that looks exhausting. And she's like, well, I don't actually do it every six minutes. If I spend 30 minutes on something, then that's five segments. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, but that kind of like knowing where your time went, you know, it's, it's, it's analogous to keeping your receipts for a month before you try to make a new budget. Mm. Cause if you don't know where your money is going, then you don't know how to make a realistic sort of plan for where your money needs to go. Right. Mm. You just don't have a budget. Sorry. Or you just don't have a budget. Or you just don't have a budget, yeah. But you, I mean, you can't really make one in the absence. You can't make one that's going to work for you in the absence of some context for how things work for you. Because, um, you know, you talk to people who are like, oh, I've tried to do a budget and it just never works. You know, well, what kind of data were you collecting before you put it down? Because, you know, if you're saying, I'm only going to budget $20 a month for coffee and you're actually spending 50 you know, or 200, you need to be aware or 200, you know, or more Then you need to be aware of what a, a like shift in your lifestyle that's actually going to require. And of course you're not going to stick with your budget if it's just wildly, um, unrealistic. Right. So, um, yeah. So I was just thinking about those as you were, as you were talking about those, um, and then I like one of the ideas that I saw in one of the articles I was reading earlier today is the idea of stretch goals, kind of thinking of your mm-hmm. to-do list in terms of the things that you really need to get done and the things that, you know, would be nice, but, you know, if you have a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, also uh, one that I've used a lot is sort of 15-minute jobs or 10-minute jobs and just keep a like on an index card or something keep a list of the kinds of tasks that come up all the time that you could do in 10 minutes or 15 minutes Hmm. so that if you're sitting around waiting for somebody to show up to a meeting, like you can do a thing, right? Um, and even that could be on the daily to do lists. So think about the tools. Um, I really like my Baron fig mastermind. I really, really like just having a large, expanse of paper landscape orientation um that i can just write all over randomly in front of my keyboard i love this thing and i use it so much it's kind of central and then um my to-do list notebook that's a you know the one that's adapted from less's pig pog adaptation Mm -hmm. right it's an adaptation of an adaptation Mm -hmm. that has been that has been really, really good for me. And it's been the, the thing I've stuck with the longest. I mean, I've been using this thing for, you know, this system for kind of months now, and I'm still using it, not, you know, 
not completely consistently, but, um, you know, I keep coming back to it and, and it keeps working for me when I drift away, I can come back. Mm. And, uh, that's on facing pages, uh, in this little pocket size notebook. I've got my two courses on the left-hand page and I do the to-do list for one course from the top down and for the other course from the bottom up so that I don't have to allocate the same amount of page page every time. Um, and then on the right-hand page, I've got home from the top down and other work stuff from the bottom up, mm. you know, and, and marking off the margins so that I can check stuff off when it gets done or make notes about it. And then moving things forward, if I don't get them done, I have to copy them forward, which makes me more likely to finish them because I don't want to copy them forward. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I might as well just do that thing that I don't really want to do. That's not actually going to take that long. And then I don't have to copy it down again. And then the other tools, I mean, this is sort of bridging again, the tool and the habit because there's not a clear distinction here uh-huh. is that on my phone, just the little, whatever the default clock app that was that came preloaded on the Android phone. Uh-huh. I have a zillion alarms set in that thing. I've got alarms set to go off 15 minutes before I have to go to each class so that whatever task I'm in the middle of, you know, I don't wait until there's like only eight minutes before class and then start picking my stuff up and getting ready to walk out the door. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that has been really useful. And then this semester I actually added, because I'm teaching in two classrooms that don't have clocks in them, um, I added alarms for the end of class. And even if I've got my phone on vibrate, those alarms make noise so yeah. that I release people on time. Yeah. Right. And last semester when I had that horrifying schedule on Wednesdays where I had to go around to all of these different rooms in different buildings across campus from each other back to back, I I built into the alarm that would just go off every Wednesday, you know, at 9.50, at 10.50, at 12.50, you know, (laughs) Um, and it would tell me which room I was going to next. I would just I would just put in that text. Right. Mm. And I've got an alarm to um to alert us to walk out to the bus at 806 <laughs> you know like that's our that's our 2 minute warning for when we need to be out the door to walk spawn to the bus uh-huh. or when she needs to be out the door if I don't walk with her um i've got those alarms for 10 minutes before i need to be leaving because i would tend to be like oh i'm kind of watching the clock out of one eye but i'm 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 one more thing one more thing one more thinging myself into being late leaving the office Right. So having that alarm in my phone that, okay, I've actually got to stand up out of my chair now and start putting things in my bag and leave. You know, if I'm in the middle of a task, it's going to have to stay undone till tomorrow. I use the, the, the uh, alarm feature on my phone like that as well. Like I have, I have a 15 minute warning before I have to leave the house in the morning. And then I have a five minute warning that basically tells me get my butt in gear um, and right. I, yeah. I, I use that religiously for things like that. Like if I know that we're going to be going somewhere the next day, I'll put one in for the next day. I'll also use my Google right. calendar yeah. and it will remind me the day before yeah. and the day before any event, like, okay, we're going to a wedding. Not that I would necessarily forget going to someone's wedding, but that's just an example. Um, and then I would look at, you know, that would cue me to look online to see what the directions are, how long we have to get there and what time we have to leave the house. And I'll put that 15 minute warning in and then the five minute warning for that day. Um, but right. Yeah. yeah. I religiously use my my uh, my alarm. 
Yeah, no, I use Google Calendar too. I don't use the alarm. I just use the reminder on the Google Calendar um, that tells me when classes or when I have an appointment or like you said, Les, like a lot of times my wife plans things for us that I acknowledge but don't really put it in my brain. So <laughs> the day before, you know, like, oh, we got to go over such and such's house tomorrow night for dinner. I forget that stuff. So it's nice yeah. to be reminded the day before. Um, and I like how seamless Google Calendar is because you just put it on your calendar and give it you know, the parameters that you want. So you have an Android phone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause my, I used to use Google calendar for that stuff a lot more, uh -huh. but I found that for some reason, the way it interfaced with my Google, with my uh, Android phone, it wasn't, it wasn't as reliable as I needed it to be about actually giving me the, um, the alerts or maybe it was too easy for me to snooze it or something. I don't know. It is it, easy to snooze cause you just swipe it. Right. And it didn't, I just found that I couldn't really rely on that. Like I was missing a lot of stuff mm -hmm. yeah. when I was, when I was doing the Google calendar and I need to get back in and kind of reload some things into there and just figure out what the settings are yeah. that I'm missing from that. Because I used to use that much more effectively and I would have, you know, that was when I didn't have a smartphone and I was using it on my computer yeah. And I had the calendar open on my computer. And so since I've had the smartphone, ironically, that has not been working as well for me. Hmm. So I'm interested to hear you say that that's kind of what you use because um, I'm use, but doing it wrong. I got to see if there's a way to have multiple reminders because what will happen is I'll be doing schoolwork and it's like 15 minutes till your next class. And like I'll just swipe it and it doesn't give me any secondary reminder. Right. Mm. Yeah. So. It's, it's almost like an alarm clock. I set five of them because I don't want right. to miss, you know. And um, so there were, I've got just two other little notes things. Yeah, so Dee and I were talking about this earlier, actually. Um, I, I have tried, this is one of the more successful things that I've tried to do because I'm not a naturally organized person. You know, I... Um, I'm very deadline oriented. I'm very like routine. Like I can cope with things that are on my routine and things that are tied to my routine. But if then if one thing gets canceled, I'll forget about something else that was tied to it. Mm. You know, like um, I know that I'm going to have to go to somebody's, you know, I'm going to have to go do something after my class this afternoon. Well, if my class got canceled, I would forget that that other thing was happening because that's what it was kind of tied to. So that kind of stuff has happened to me in the past. So I've tried really hard to start culling things as they come in. So, you know, you get announcements about here's a talk that you could go to or here's an event at the mm -hmm. library or here's, you know, there's like all of that noise, all the email announcements, you know, email events, Facebook events and things like that. And then work stuff like um, <laughs> that's my train, <laughs> like uh, work stuff like like grant proposal announcements or program announcements. How bad is that train? Do I need to start over? Actually leave it. Stupid train. Okay. Um, and as those things come in, I tr I've been trying really hard to be a lot more realistic about whether I'm actually likely to do that. Not whether I think it would be a great thing for me to do, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but whether I'm actually going to stick a landing on it. Mm -hmm. Because if I can cull some of that stuff as it goes in and just say, you know what, I've got so much going on. I am not going to get to this grant proposal, you know, or that talk is, 
I've got my calendar in front of me, so I happen to know that that day is a Tuesday, and I'm going to have a faculty meeting during that. I can throw that flyer directly into the recycle. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, even just requests for things. You know, if people want me to do um, a chapter review for a textbook or a survey or something like that, you know, if I'm kind of busy right now, I will delete that email and I will not do that survey, even if it does enter me into a drawing for a, you know, $100 Amazon gift card or something. Mm. You know, while I try to do surveys, because I know how hard it is to get people to do surveys. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know, and, I, and that's the other thing. Like, I try to do as many of them as I can, but I also am just like, you know what? I'm not going to get back around to that. I've got way too much going on right now. You know, by the time I even get back down to that in my inbox, it's going to be too late. So, um, really just doing a more realistic job of, of thinking about how much time I have and what I can cope with and, and culling that stuff as it comes in. Um, and then I, that also cuts down on the clutter because then I'm not holding on to all these pieces of paper and I'm not holding on to all these, you know, flagged emails in my inbox and stuff like that. So I'm not great at that, but it trying to give myself, um, that leeway to just say, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, you know, is is really powerful because um, the other thing that I was doing is sort of keeping everything and doing nothing. And then, you know, once a year having this massive amount of paper in my office that I would go through and I'd be like, oh, I missed that. I missed that. Oh, I should have done that. But I was never going to find it again because it was in a giant pile of stuff I wasn't going to do. Yeah. So that one's always, you know, just that's kind of tough. And then you were talking about shopping. I've been trying to build in shopping into my to-do list and just like keep it to the least amount of time. Like if mm-hmm. I put it on my list, I can do it going, you know, or going on Facebook for 10 minutes and actually setting a timer for 10 minutes to let myself go on Facebook or something like that. Yeah. Cause that's just that's a time sink. You lose track of time. It mm-hmm. is a time sink, but at the same time, you know, people characterize that as completely unproductive. And if it were completely unproductive, we wouldn't be doing it, right? We're getting something out of being there. Mm-hmm. And what I'm getting out of being there is that I don't get to get together with the people around me, um, you know, that are my friends that I used to get together with because we have kids now that make us, we like between kids and work and family stuff. It's very, very difficult to even to get together with, for a cup of coffee because yeah. our schedules are incompatible and there's never enough time to work at work and all of this stuff. And so, you know, Facebook, for better or for worse, is where I interact with my friends. And I do interact with people there in a meaningful way. I mean, some of my very best friends in the world over the last several decades my main interaction with them now is on facebook and having that ambient knowledge of each other where you know they live around the world and we don't see each other but you know it's like getting together um you know like if we saw each other at church or if we got together at each other's houses for a little bit of time we can have that interaction and just have that kind of ambient knowledge about each other's lives, that awareness of what's going on. And I guess all the stuff we mean by keeping in touch, right? And being able to do that is really, really nice. And, and it's a unique time because, you know, 20 years ago, it would have been very much harder for me to have maintained those relationships around the globe. And those are some of the most significant people in my life. So I'm not willing to call Facebook entirely unproductive or a waste of time, although it can be, because if I have to give it up completely, then I'm giving up those contacts with those people. Yeah, and I think the timer thing is just the, the right way to go. 
or yeah and prioritizing you know who I want to like I check in with the RSVP group and I check in with the, the erasable group and I check in with a couple of other small groups of just very very close friends and then if I have a couple minutes I scroll down through my feed yeah. but um but I've been pretty good this semester about spending a lot less time and managing that time on Facebook more um, more appropriately to be able to get done what I needed to get done. So we're over an hour at this point. So is there anything else either of you would like to add to this discussion or do you think we could wrap it up? I think we are can we, wrap it up. Are we really over an hour or are we over an hour of... We're really over an hour because we're at an yeah. hour and 40 minutes in Audacity. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, we're, no, I'm, we're... I'm happy to wrap up. Yeah, I'm starting to get hangry. Thanks for letting me ramble. No. Um, So I want to take a moment to thank everyone for their supportive words on the website and Facebook group. It's been really wonderful to get everyone's support. And even though I haven't personally been on Facebook, whenever I have gone on Facebook, it's really nice to check in with that RSVP group and see how you guys are interacting. Um, And I just want to thank everyone who continues to support us. And if you could, on iTunes, um, just give us a, a rating, whatever you feel is necessary. But five stars are great. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you that. Um, it really just helps us get recognized a bit more. And you can find us online at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. You can find me, D, at theweeklypencil.com, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the weekly pencil. What about you, Les? You can find me at comfortableshoesstudio.com, Facebook at the same. Find me at Instagram and Twitter at original LC Harper. You can also find my new podcast between the folds at between the folds.club. And Lenore. Oh yeah, me. Oh, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you can find me Lenore on Facebook through the, uh, RSVP group or through the, erasables group and um i you know i only i'm only on instagram and twitter to follow links from facebook so you know those i do cut out because my friend that's not where i interact with my friends so i'm willing to call those a time sink and to you know mock you all for using them (laughs) (laughs) all right well it's been fun this week guys and until next time thank you i love you both take care you guys are great